What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and Baker back after a long time with another Scarf Life podcast. I mean, not that long. Like, you know, just under uh, 20 days total. The last time we posted was the uh, day before Halloween, it appears. And we were just You about ruined to the intro song. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're messing with things, so RSL Nation should be happy with that. No, no, no. So I, I think Maybe. we we always knew that the postseason was going to be a little. Here's here's my rule. I am not going to create content or write things for the sake of writing things. Right. If there's news or information or something that, as a soccer fan, I would like to discuss with my fellow soccer fans, I'm gonna hop on the mic. I'm you know I'll write a thing. I'll do. He, he I'll means do, the microphone. Right. Well, I'm I'm a rapper now too, so you know, yo yo yo. Um, no, man, it's like, all right, I'll just go ahead and, and stop mincing words. Yeah. Log into a local, you know, mom and pop fan blog type sitch, and it's like we haven't heard anything from the Jason Christ news. Here's some reasons why we might not have heard anything about the Jason Christ news. Here's my favorite one of those four. And it's like, did that really need, like, I get it. You know, everyone's got bills to pay and you get, you're generating money from clicks. But did that really need to be written? So I pride myself on the fact that we didn't put out garbage for the sake of putting out garbage. Take, yeah. that, take that as you will, RSL Nation. We uh, saved our garbage for one show. <laughs> one, one big garbage-filled show. No, man, it's been like, I feel like the last, what is it, 72 hours have been a, just a wild, wild ride. As an RSL fan. Yeah, I would say the last pre-72, I would say the last 7 to 10 days, right, uh, have been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of uh, news, a lot of happenings. Yes, not not all on the RSL front, but we sometimes forget. And I'll be honest, mm-hmm. you and I both, well, let me speak on my behalf. When it comes to the monarchs, yeah, we don't pay as much attention as we should. Yeah, and I, and I think it's not, you know, a lack of love. I think it's like, you know, despite the professional sound quality here and the two extremely well-informed, you know, clearly well-spoken here, well-spoken professionals, this isn't a full-time gig, unfortunately. Like, if I want to, you know, have a working phone and, like, insurance on my car, I have to go to a job. Right. And, and you share that misfortune. <laughs> right. So... So there are there are things I have to get in that aren't soccer. It's not a matter of lack of love; it's a matter of lack of bandwidth. There it is. That's a good way. That's a real corporate America way to put it, and I respect that. And they're also the hell out in Harriman. It doesn't help that they're all the way out in Harriman. <laughs> um, Having said that, I know some of the most diehards of diehards for the Monarchs live in like North Salt Lake. Oh yeah, dude, w- Wasatch Legion all over. Like, and props to those guys. Man, respect. It's like, hey. Going to Louisville, the whole charter fly thing was pretty baller. That was Did pretty you hear awesome. About that? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, like that's oh, yeah. that's how you do it. That um, is awesome. Also, shout out. I, I don't know. I feel like as an organization, we've just kind of come together a little bit in the off season, and it feels good. And, and we do have to thank the Monarchs for for providing that fuel. Well, Delaware um, Hansen, and may I say, you you may when when we charter flight our fans to away games, undefeated. Wait, we've got a trend. When the charter flights with fans on them 
we are undefeated. There undefeated. it is. Undefeated. I'm writing that into the 2020 season. Like it's going. It's just stats, bro. It's just mad. Uh, is it Phoenix? I think it's Phoenix Rising. They have yep. like one dollar beer. beer night. Yep. And they've done it like 19 times now. Yep. Undefeated on one dollar beer night, except against us, I think. Was that a one dollar beer I, night? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know we broke some streak. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I know they had like a twenty game winning streak. They were like the yeah, LAFC like, of the USL. Yeah. Well, except their fans are not annoying assholes. No, that would be Louisville. Turns so out. So here's a quick, real quick. I know we have a ton, ton of to metric. Talk about. Ton. So I, I've been to that Phoenix Rising Stadium. I was down there beginning of this calendar year when RSL played the friendly. I just happened I remember, to be in yeah, town. Yeah, I remember that. So even within that small little Phoenix Rising mm-hmm. uh, uh, fan base, right? competing fan bases, there's like competing supporters groups within That's... that stadium, and they both sit on the same Bleachers. goal line. <laughs> the yeah. same bleacher. <laughs> Literally. All 10 of them? No, no. It was a good amount. No, I, yeah, I remember the photos you showed it, me. That it was, it was a good amount, but it was it was really funny because it was... It looked like two opposing fan bases on the same end goal, behind the same goal, I mean. Sure. And it's like to the left side of the goal is this one group that was wearing like, I don't know, red. Check and to out. the right side is like this, you know, a group wearing like, I don't know, yellow or black or something. And they're doing different chants and had different flags. And it was it was the funniest thing play. ever. Yeah. I was actually talking to some of the local fans and they were saying, yeah, if we can ever unite our supporters groups. So we're like, oh, crap. All right, we're not the only ones not, having not that problem. Us. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I try not to give LAFC fans too much credit, but like credit where credit is due, that whole like 32-52 umbrella and then every supporters group just kind of falls under that. Yeah. Like that's how you do it. Just, you know, and I know we're trying to do that with the riot. Yeah, um, that's not working out. It's getting better. Like there's a lot it's of de- there's a lot of dedicated people doing some good work, and I think it will continue to get better. But it's obviously easier to do when that's your start. It's, it's also, really hard to yes. go. What is it? Twenty years after the fact to go. Oh hey, uh, we're gonna now become this one big umbrella thing. Like people are setting their ways, and that's how it usually goes. You know what I don't understand? I don't understand egos amongst fans. Like we're gonna do my chance. I'm not gonna do your chance with you. Like, come on, guy. We're we're literally supporting the same group. <laughs> we're on we're on the same team. Quite literally, literally we're yeah. on the same team. And sure. I, I do. I understand egos amongst athletes. Mm-hmm. I understand egos amongst I don't know business people. I understand egos amongst a lot of things. I do not understand egos amongst supporter groups. I even understand egos amongst like I don't know. Competing small podcasts or pages or like ragging on each other. I get that. Right. I do not understand egos among supporter groups. That makes no sense to me. None. Here we are. Yeah. On a tangent. I mean, it was kind of, we started off on the right foot and then it, it deviated. So if you've, been living, if you've been living under a rock, uh, good old fashioned monarchs had themselves a weekend. Yeah. Um, and are the 2019 USL, you know, championship champions? I don't understand that whole thing. So so they, they are actually preparing uh, for promotion relegation. Yeah, they are. So they have the USL. The half? Yeah, yeah. He was like, we're getting ready for promotion relegation. We're just not sure when. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the USL way, championship, but, yeah. obviously, which 
And they I have the League One now. League One, and I think they have like League Two, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's that. Or MP- is that coming? Yeah, MPSL or something. But so like, it it's pretty wild in that, you know, like, I, I guess I appreciate the ambition. That was a, that was a good that was a good crack, good crack of the Budweiser. Budweiser, King of Beers. Um, yeah. Look, honestly, think. If I may, and we have had this discussion before. I think this country in this league had to long time ago make a decision. Do we grow this thing organically? When you say this league, what do you mean? Major League Soccer. Okay. The American Soccer League in general. We have to remember that MLS... I prefer the phrase American Soccer Pyramid. Okay. Right. But there is no such thing, really. It, it, we're developing one, but... There is one. Pyra- there just isn't movement between the levels. Right. Thus, it's not a pyramid. Right. So... Yeah, we have to remember one thing. This is a franchise. It's just a franchise franchise system. There's no official. Like, you go to the Bundesliga or the Serie A, it's like the country's official leagues, right? There are regional leagues, there are city leagues, right. there yeah, are yeah, yeah, national yeah. leagues. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. They just happen to have corporate sponsors. Well, in some cases they do, but in, in, in this case, what we have to remember is we, we always have to ask ourselves the same question, which is should we take it slow and grow this thing organically, give everyone an opportunity to grow and get it to whatever we as a society deem to be the premier league of the country, mm-hmm. in this case the MLS, or do we just kind of cut 18 steps and just go to the major league soccer, make it a franchise system, invest a boatload of money, yeah, promote it, build stadiums, buy players and take it from there. Well, and the answer is we're already like obviously we did that. We're too far in. <laughs> yeah. We're too far we, we in. We did that now. one. <laughs> and that's why I still don't think prom- relegation promotion that leads up to major league soccer no. is a reality within our generation. No, no, no. Yeah, and just to be clear, it's the whole hey, I just paid 400 million dollars for a franchise. What do you mean I'm now yeah. not competing in the first league and like my attendance just probably got cut by half depending on where in the country I am. The yeah. sport isn't there. That being said, it's it's possible. I, I don't think it's out of the, the you know the realm of possibility at this point. And you know, maybe the USL needs to be the proof of concept. I'm not questioning the possibility of it. I'm questioning the timeline of it. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it's happening in like the next six months. It's not happening in the next six, six years. Right. It's not happening in the next ten years. Ten years, maybe. Uh, MLS so. is doing some crazy growth. Yeah. So and and why would they change up the recipe if they're because eventually crazy you can't. I mean, not every small village can have a you know major league soccer team. And, like, and you got to cap it at somewhere. And I think I think we're approaching that. Limit. We're getting very close. I think we cap it at 30. 30, 30 32. 32. I think it'll like be thirty. NFL, NBA. What's the NBA? NBA is. 30, I think, right? That's 215. Yeah, so. yep. yeah, that's where you get a cap it. Because look, USL is what, 36 teams, I think? That's a whole bunch of USL teams. I mean, it depends on how you def- yeah, how you define it. And they it. still they already cannot play all each other. So they're playing more exclusively within the conferences themselves. And anyway, so USL has been conquered by the one and only Salt Lake, Real Salt Lake, Real Monarchs SLC. I think it's SLC Real Monarchs. No, it's the other way around. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing because they wanted to. They didn't want to put the. They had to put the SLC. I think at the end of it. Huh. Yeah. I, either way, 
the Monarchs are the USL champions. So what do you think about them, man? Two standouts. Got to shout out. Got to shout him out. My boy Luke, you know, he had himself a bit of a back surgery a couple years ago, last year, it this like year. like he was just toying with those boys Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you could tell he, he was probably a step above. In quality. In quality than most of the guys on that field. A few exceptions here and there, and, I, you know, I think there are, you know, dudes that definitely are ready for some prime. Well, Lua will... Uh... Did I read this correctly? I don't. I should make myself more informed before I talk about this. But I think. Why well, start now? The, the the average age of the players on the starting eleven on the Monarchs, or was it the eighteen? I can't remember. It was like twenty four point nine yeah, years yeah. old, and the youngest player in Louisville was like twenty five. I th- yeah, I, I think that was like a talking point at one point. Um, you know, and and I think it some of it stems from Louisville being a standalone club with its own fans and culture and history and yeah. you know like, the train in the back is pretty nice i like that. yeah that's pretty dope yeah. um versus the monarchs being what i've learned in the usl is a two team you know new york red bulls two seattle two la galaxy two mm-hmm. um and, and you know ultimately the monarchs have to serve a purpose greater than just being their own standalone team yeah and believe it or not there are dudes on twitter criticizing the fact that the Monarchs' a- average age was so high. The fact that we had so many first-team dudes. Well, to be fair, Luke screwed up that average. Sure, but to also be fair, Ochoa screwed it up the other way just as easily. Yeah. Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't... He's 18. Uh, you're right, he's 18, but 18 is like academy player. I, I don't think, no, I don't think a- your average... I, I don't think your average guy on the Monarchs should be 18. I, I think... I think it skewed a little older for me than I would have liked. I think, you know, I'm glad, oh, just to be clear, I'm glad they won. I'm glad they did what they had to do. I'm, I'm you know, I'm glad they brought some silverware back and kind of, right. we got a little bit of hype there. Um, but overall, the Monarchs aren't a thing for me where I need, like, where I need to see trophies regularly to, to see the value there. Yeah, uh, it's I like, need like to see Ochoa's you... get first team minutes. Right, when, when you, it's like, when you're a national team fan of any country and like you're under 21s win the world cup right like cool right dope glad it happened yeah need that to transfer over but like now. rsl wins another cup i'm getting a tattoo on my face right <laughs> so not the same league i mean look sure. I, I love the monarchs i love those boys man they they played hard they hustled they battled yeah they look like crap the first 15 minutes i was like holy cow they're gonna touch get and go. slaughtered there yeah and that, then, that first goal what was that like the sixth minute yeah, yeah but then the way they turned that whole thing around and then just looked like the better team for the next basically rest of the game 70 of the next 75 yeah. minutes probably absolute character it was incredible but on again love what they do mm-hmm. lots of respect for all those boys and, and guys i'm mostly excited for like all right who's coming on to the real salt lake team right and and you so know who's you out of standout well the the, the goalie uh ochoa mm-hmm. um that's gonna be a, a we should get into that in a second yeah yeah and, and i think that's that's really what you know like happy for the monarchs and and before we move on from the monarchs uh rsl nation if you're one of the people who don't have work tomorrow tomorrow being wednesday at 4 p.m and you can make your way down to harriman um, they're doing the parade. I think those boys deserve all the love that they're getting. You know, uh, I unfortunately can't be there because of work obligations. But if you can be there, please be there. And, you know, 
uh, wave flags and chant and sing and um isn't it like 4 20 or something it's little it literally the festivities start at four who's that like yeah whose idea was that i don't know it doesn't matter it is what it is we're not going to change it now um yeah it always happens it's I, always like this weird thing it's not not just rsl it, yeah. or, or monarchs it's like whenever i see you know who won the nba championship last year it was like uh, toronto and I was like, Monday at 2 p.m., the parade. I'm like, what the hell? What? what? Who's, who's there for that? Yeah. yeah. And I think, to be clear, I think Seattle, like when they won the Cup, that, that's a thing we haven't talked about. Uh, Seattle, when they won the MLS Cup this year, I think ended up having their parade on like a Tuesday or something. You know, like I think it's Tuesday's from, okay, man, but make it like 6 p.m. in downtown. Sure. Yeah. It, it's, I think, also the fact that it's like pitch black at 3 in the afternoon has something to do with that these days. It adds to the atmosphere. Y- y- well, yeah, sure. But not. Not for everyone. Um, yeah. Anyway, happy for the Monarchs. Boys did All good. I'm saying is this. Make it 6 p.m. in downtown, I'm there. Sure. Make it 4 p.m. in Harriman. <laughs> I little, can't. A little less there. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no. Uh, you know, it, it's ever since Nick Romando announced, hey, guys, hanging them up at the end of this yeah. year, it's kind of been this like, all right, you know, where's the – Where's the guy? Who's the guy? Is it Putna? Is it Achoa? Yeah. Is it all this money that we're spending on Nicaragua? We're gonna go find the guy. That's what I. But let me let me paraphrase you. Mm-hmm. On multiple occasions over the past couple of months, three, four months, right. maybe most six, most eight of the season, months, basically ever since he announced it. You said next year is starting goalkeeper for RSL is not currently on the RSL roster, and I think I still believe that. Now, uh, are you gonna get technical with me and say Monarchs is not RSL? No, no, no. When I said that, I meant not in the family of, okay, you know, good, not on good any. Clarification. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, you know, I think I'm in the minority of that, including dudes who actually get to make that decision. Um, RSL head scout, Jamaican dude, uh, Andy, Williams. Andy Williams, uh, did like a Reddit ask me anything, but on Twitter, um, mm. and one of the, like, you know, they were talking about, hey, who's who are you looking for? To like replace Nick Romando, and it's like the dude's already on the on the roster. So you know, I th- I think he was to be hundred percent clear is probably referencing the Putna. same people we are referencing. Sure, um, but Ochoa has that like scrappy. I'm gonna mess with you. I'm gonna get. He's got a little bit of that it factor. He he's kind of a you know he's a bit of a madman, and I think you have to be to play goalie. Um, like the dude just really stood out, and you could tell that he has it whatever it is right um you know i think he was making doing some silly stuff I, I think some of the you know gamesmanship of him trying to like draw a foul and and waste time i was like you need a little more you know and that comes with experience and he's it comes, 18 yeah he's a kid. It's, it's like what you know i think i remember seeing like a tweet of like what is what is a uh, what's a, his name, first name's david i think yeah what's david out doing out there and i want to reply he's being a teenager you know <laughs> like and then when he's like doing like the jumps over the ball, like he's gonna get it at the last second, but then he's like not and let it go out for a goalie kick. It's like he's a kid, and I think it's worth remembering that you know that yeah, if he does end up being the guy that we invest some first few minutes in, which I think he's absolutely earned, we're gonna get burned at least once or twice. We're gonna get burned quite a, quite. A it's bit. gonna be bad, but I think he might be worth it in the long run. His, you know who, who, whom his mannerisms remind me of? Bofo. A little bit. I didn't think about Bofo. Oh, to me, him and Bofo are like dudes cut from the but same cloth. I was, I was thinking um, the guy we lost to Mexico. 
right oh, back. Uh, uh, Carlos Salcedo. Salcedo. Yeah. His mannerisms remind me of Salcedo, or Salcedo, mm-hmm. at about that age with us. Really? Yeah. Just being like a teenager. The attitude. The attitude. The, yeah. the, the just being a teenager. The silliness. The yeah, yeah. The, the cockiness. Because it comes with a level of. I don't know any better. <laughs> well, the, yes, but also it comes with a level of I know I'm good, kind yeah. of. You know what yeah. I mean? So Sato, I mean, Bofo is good. Mm-hmm. He can back it up. Now, a current coach, we will touch that. Right. Doesn't that's believe so. Most of the episode's going to be, and, and that's just ridiculous. But he he has got. He, you're right. He's got the it factor. Right. Let me ask you this question because uh-huh. I know my answer. If you're the head coach of RSL right now and you're making a longer term decision. Let's face it. No matter what the makeup looks like of RSL next year, mm-hmm. we're not going for the cup. We're not winning anything next year, Un- unless we're investing like ten million dollars in the off season, right. which we're not gonna do. We all know that. Yeah, I have never right. been gonna... less pessimistic about a season. To you come. were last year into this. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. Last, like, I, I can't remember the last time. Oh, I less was... pessimistic. Yeah, like I yeah. think it's gonna be a tire fire next year. I don't think it's going to be tired for. I think we're going to be fighting for that uh, playoff spot. No, I I think if if that's as low as it gets for us, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I no. think we're going to have some Colorado level. No, I see. I, di- I disagree us. with you. I disagree with you. Uh, I, anyways, we don't have to cover that right now. Yeah, keep but going. knowing that next year we're going into a season where we are not winning a damn thing. There's some uncertainty. There's no certain. There's no uncertainty about us winning a cup next year. Again, I mean, U.S. Open Cup maybe, depending on who the head coach is. Okay. What I'm saying is this. Knowing that, mm-hmm. why? what is the downside of playing in Ochoa? Patna is good. Sure. I like Patna. Patna's great. Every time he's I put feel any work relatively in, safe. I don't even know how old Patna is. I think he's like late 20s. Is he already? Let me googs it. Yeah, googs it. While you're googsing it, what I'm going to say is my piece. I think at this very moment, Patna is a better goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You have the age? 25. 25, okay. I mean, he's got 15 years of goalkeeping in him. At least 10. Right? Patna? I think Patna right now yeah, is Yeah, by a- Romano's standards, he's got another 40. <laughs> <laughs> I think Patna right now is a better goalkeeper than Ochoa. Yeah, I don't think many people argue. More, more well-rounded. Yes. I think Ochoa's ceiling is drastically higher For sure. than Patna's. I'll give you that. Having said that, I wouldn't mind either of them in goal for Real Salt Lake next year. And I think playing either of them, mm-hmm. sp- specifically for next year, maybe even two years from now, doesn't have a lot of impact on how right. the team performs. But I think it could have impact three, four, five plus years down the road. For sure. Um, the things with high ceilings, though, is at some point you got to – a, have a guy that wants to hit that high ceiling, and B, have the technical staff there that can help him achieve that. Uh, you yeah. know, like, of course, Danny. Danny, of course, comes to mind. Yeah. Dude, dude's got a ceiling, you know, from here to Jupiter. You know, he, he washed out on loan at yeah, Orlando. So Louis, like, Louis Gill had a ceiling. Right, Louis yes. Gill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nash, serious time. national yeah. team minutes. And sometimes it's not just the player. It's the circumstance. Yeah. I'm all for dudes with high ceilings. Um, and, and I would agree with everything you've said. I also think at some point, like, if it really gets as bad as I think it will next year, I'm not trying to be like a negative Nancy here, but it's just the reality of our current perceived situation. 
I could see how you want to get somebody a little more veteran back there just to kind of, you know, yeah. right the ship. No one wants to go see a losing team. Yep. Okay. All right, yeah, let's move those, on. What's those are my two guys. What's the next uh, talking well, about? Well, I mean, I think this next segment is just kind of like off-season shenanigans. And, and I think to really set the tone, it's literally two hours before we sat down to do this. Mm. Deloy, Big Papa Dale. Yeah. Uh, he got himself on a little ESPN 700. The nice 30-minute interview. And dude just started dropping bombshells. I was like, I my hands started just cramping up taking notes. Okay. Like he's just like, here's this. I did one. not hear it, and I'll, I'm I'm promising you, most of RSL Nation has not heard it. So tell us what happened. Yeah, I don't think many people have like listened to the whole 30 minute thing, but like enough, you know, new segments have come out that I I think it's actually pretty exciting. So I think the big one is that Tony Beltran uh, will be an assistant GM uh, in the organization. Um, that's just Big Papa Deloy, Big Papa yeah, rewarding, DLH. rewarding his guys. Yeah, staying loyal to his dudes. For sure, yeah. and, and you know it, it's kind of cool that Tony gets to continue being a one, you know, one club man uh, into his post uh, uh, playing career. Um, that's effective January first. Now, I don't know what, what does an assistant GM do. Assist the GM. Is it, it now to go to mm. to reference the office? Is it assistant GM or assistant to, to the, the GM? GM? No, and and I actually think what you're uh, bringing up is, is the kind of, in, like, it's the interesting thing given where RSL currently is with, like, the front office staff, right? Yeah. So, How do you hire an assistant GM when you haven't hired a GM? Right. So now, now the question becomes: Okay, so we obviously we have you know Andy Carroll, chief business officer, all that good stuff. Um, as far as like soccer, the, the what RSL. So I'm on the official RSL front office page, and right now they have Elliot Fall as the interim general manager. He used to be uh, the GM for the Monarchs. The question is, and we know Jason Kreiss is obviously, you know, in talks and, and yeah. interviewed, and it'd be all the ultimate fan service. So now the question is, does Elliot end up going back to the Monarchs? Does, uh, you know, is 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 Tony going to become like the assistant for the first team to uh, Jason Kreiss, um, you know, who will kind of be both the the – the GM and the head coach all in one mega role um, is Freddie staying on. Like it opens up a lot of really weird possibilities because it is kind of a, it's kind of a new role that didn't really exist. That backfills a role that obviously we had before that is currently vacant. Yeah. Um, Look, listen, I, I just like, I like Tony Beltran being in a position where he's talking to potential recruits or players who are signing or working with the academy, I'll, I'll bet you they'll find them a million jobs, right? I mean, we're, we're running multiple academies, a high school, a, a, a USL team, and a major league soccer team, plus probably like 19 other pro – oh, a woman's team. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Royals. Uh, all at the same time. So I'll bet you they'll find them plenty of work. I do like the fact that one of the external factors or one of the external faces of the club is Tony Beltran. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I, I'm not, you know, I'm sure he's super smart in soccer. I'm, I'm sure he's super smart in evaluating talent. But 
you know, at the end of the day, it's a matter of character. And when, when, when you sit down across Tony Beltran, I'm assuming that you're getting some of that character. Yeah, you know, like, the dudes, like, so, the fan, like, the fanboy in me, it's not even the fan, because the fan in me is a little rational, the fan in me wants experience, and guys have done this before, and, you know, go get somebody from Europe who's got a crazy pedigree and insane connections, the fanboy in me, the dude that just likes to go to games and, like, cheer and, like, lose his mind, is like, yeah, man, it's gonna be awesome because then Jason's gonna come back and he's gonna bring Javi and then like Tony's gonna be there and like you know, the, the Kyle will like coach the cat, you know, like it, it's, it's fan service, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that from time to time, but I'm hoping that's not the primary driver. Well, I mean, if if it if it works out the way it has worked out with Olave and the Monarchs. I mean, yeah, there is that. Uh, and Olave. the way it worked out with Jason Christ the first time around. Sure, sure, absolutely. I'm all in. Absolutely. It, it, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Um, but, but there is a part of me that's like, you know, what are we really trying to achieve with this move? I love Tony. I, I think Tony's a smart dude. You can tell from just the way he talks and carries himself and how he interacts in interviews that the guy's got a lot going on between the ears. Right. Um. You know, and I think part of it's like, what's he gonna be? Like, where does his where do his responsibilities lie? Obviously, right. the dude's got a soccer pedigree that no one's gonna question. Right. Uh, he knows the club inside and out. He's it's the only club he's ever played for. He's probably made some connections over the years. Yeah, play. for yeah. sure. Uh, it, you know, but ultimately, it's like, you know, if we keep going back to familiar faces and ideas we know very well, what are we leaving off the table? Um, and it was really interesting in this interview. Deloitte like keeps going back to, like, he doesn't like an unknown commodity when he hires. I think he likes to know what he is getting and like growing his people into those positions. Is how he phrased it. That makes sense. And, and it does absolutely. But also, every once in a while, you gotta, you know, just go and get the the pedigree. Be you know, people don't get the reputations they get for no reason. Yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying, but I'm also not here. To, well, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell Delaware Hansen how to conduct business, right? Guy knows how to conduct business. He knows how to conduct business. He might not know how to conduct soccer business. The two are different. It's business, and he actually gets into that a little bit as well. Okay, so we can talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. I have zero problem, no problem with Tony Beltran being a part of the team. If he was appointed, say, GM right, or head coach, <laughs> sure. all right, I might have more opinions on it. Right. I don't think he has any of his licenses. For what's worth it. But just like the vice president of the United States, the assistant GM is a position of which is responsibilities I know nothing of. Mm-hmm. For all I know, they get water for the, for the team. Right. I don't think it's that. No, I I figured. <laughs> right. So I don't, and especially like appointing an assistant GM before you appoint a GM. So, like, if I'm a GM coming into a club, I want to appoint my own assistant GM, uh, which tells to, me he might know who the GM is. Sure. So, so to go to go back to this interview, which you really should listen to once once you get a chance. Um, I don't think Deloy meant to really release the Tony Beltran news. I think it kind of was one of that class. Just always happens. Classic Deloy. I, I love Deloy. Yeah. yeah. Go and, ahead. And so what else did he do? So he kind of fired that one off, and he's like, he wasn't really trying to backpedal it. Like as soon as he announced it, he like owned it. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's we're the getting... the golden rule. The man with the gold makes the rules. There it is. But... Uh, Who's going to tell him what not yeah, to say? Yeah, I mean, it was his radio station. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so that's a boss move. Hey, I'm going to do an interview for my club on my radio station. Like, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't, doesn't hurt to Let, have Let's money see if my country. employees ask me any really in-depth questions. Right. And they did gloss over the whole lawsuit and all that stuff. Um, it, it's... The, there are kind of two time frames. Deloitte made it sound like we can expect really big news tomorrow. I'm assuming that's either GM. Tomorrow being Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow being Wednesday. Either being GM or head coach. One of the two. Uh, it's given the fact maybe both, depending on who it All is, right, what so, it is. Stop it right there. Mm-hmm. If I'm a potential GM right. for Real Salt Lake, right. and you're bringing me in, right. you've already hired my assistant GM and my head coach, I don't want that job. I want to appoint my own people sure. in those um, positions. So, so would it make any sense to hire a head coach? Right. If it yeah. before we have a GM. It wouldn't, which is one of the things I could see us doing then. Um so it also makes it sound like the lawyer made it sound like a lot of these decisions. So he said he had something like three targets in the off season for the front office and they've already like achieved two of them. So it sounds like a lot of decisions have been made. They just aren't public knowledge, um, which happens quite a bit. But usually we Hold hear on. about these Hold things. On. Yes. He, he said they have three goals. For the, like, I, for the, the front, front office, office. So in the off season. To, to like, does that mean the front office to get work done or for uh, the actual front office? For the actual front office is how I interpreted it. So it could be like a new printer. Sure. I... I don't think that's what he's referencing in an interview on on the radio, for what it's worth. So I think that some key so roles GM have is been front filled. office. Obviously, uh, maybe the assistant GM is right. One of those is, three is a role, okay. and then I would imagine the GM. And I think they're trying to figure out the head coach situation. Is is just a wild guess, and I have to own the fact that I have never known less about news that are coming out in twenty four hours with RSL. Like mm. usually, there's like you know things make it here and there and so like it's a small valley and you know yeah. friends know friends and people work and people overhear things at water coolers and it makes its way to us so it's you said they have accomplished two of the three already yeah i think we're getting massive news tomorrow i think we're getting gm news yeah um i i i think you're probably right or today if you're listening to this if you're listening to it, it's going to be exciting um and then it also take a guess what do we get who who whom are we getting for what position I mean, at this point, I just got to go, go with the only thing I've heard, and it's Jason Christ, GM. Yeah. It's all I could think of. Um, also, it's worth noting that he just got back with the under 23s, so he's back in the country. You know, maybe they were waiting for that to all kind of wrap up. Um, it, it seems like the most obvious news to be breaking right now, given timelines and such. Yeah. Um, but I mean, then he also Henry already signed with Montreal. How in the real kicker? He reached out to them, like, "Yo, Thierry Henry, what's going on? Is our phone broken?" Like, "Hey, Montreal." Well, uh, no, he did say today that Montreal, Mon- the city, is the reason he signed. Well, he went there. Yeah. So like, there was this there was this article on MLS Soccer about like the open, you know, coaching positions in Major League Soccer, and it's like Montreal and like. Uh, NYCFC and and Orlando, and then it's like Real Salt Lake. And I was like, all right, we've got like five cities and then Sandy. 
it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, that being said, I would not want to coach Jason Christ Atlanta. GM. All right, I think so. Next, um, there was a kind of a, a, a follow up that early December, a lot of things are looking to be finalized. So you know that's only what is that two weeks away max, um, depending on how you how you look at it. Um, so I think that first week of December is gonna we're gonna know who we are, where we are who's bleeding what where and i'm genuinely excited um this silly season just by the nature of how the club and the changes it's going through is going to be a wild one um Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm really i'm i'm excited to see what news comes out uh but i i think not a lot of unexpected ones that's how i'm choosing to interpret it here's what i'm thinking what do you think, fan? I'm thinking Jason Christ gets the GM position or, or or the coaching position. I would say I would say the GM position. I think Jason Christ keeps Freddie in place. Maybe I think Freddie did well. Yeah, Freddie did about as well as you could expect. Now I'm not sure how the whole like Jason seems to really like Bofo, and Freddie doesn't thing works out. Also, I would not be shocked mm-hmm. if. Olave takes on the job as head coach of Real Salt Lake. Yeah, wouldn't be shocked. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm not predicting. I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked. You wouldn't be shocked. I would be more shocked if we get a name for either GM or coach that is You've not never al- heard of. That is well, not even that, but that is not already within the organization. Or Jason yeah. Kreis. Right. Right. That I would be. Or shocked. used to be in the organization. Like Javi, maybe, yeah, like just, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you know. Right. Um, no, I would man. be shocked. I would be I would be not shocked, but I'd be surprised if Nicromando doesn't get a operational role within the club. Um, not sure as what goalkeeper coach, academy coach, something along right. those lines. Well that's that's the thing. That's the thing with a Jason Kreis hire. Like he's one of those dudes that has his guys. Yeah. Like you know, I I think if a Jason Christ is coming on board, like he's bringing a couple coaches with him too. Maybe you know, but he hasn't been any more successful anywhere else he has been than here. So sure, he's also never he, been a GM before, right? We're assuming he has the GM. So that that's that's that. I think we end up re-signing Sam Johnson. I think Kyle Beckham does not retire this year. And oh I mean, yeah, we, we did, might or might not get into that. He talked about him um, on the, on the I, newscast. I, I think one of the two guys we talked about. Uh, ends up being our goalkeeper. I think our backline barely changes. If Jason Kreis comes in, hell, we might even get Danny Acosta back. I'm not sure what the situation of that one is. Mm. I think our midfield doesn't change at all. I think our offense doesn't change at all. Uh, that's why I'm shocked and surprised of you thinking we're going to be a Colorado next year. Like It's basically the same team minus Nick Romando, and some guys might be gelling better. Sam Johnson might have a proper full-off season, where, and he doesn't get injured, and he just actually sure. gets to play. Um, I don't know. We might, I don't know, trade someone like a Corey Baird, even though I don't think so. I mean, it's talking about high ceilings. That guy can right. keep rising and rising and rising. Mm. Um, you, you feel like we we sell we, any of the big Euro uh, interest guys? I I can I Jefferson can, comes to mind. I was just gonna say I can totally see us get rid of someone like a Jefferson. But even even losing someone like a Jefferson, I don't uh, does not make us a Colorado next year because we have more than qualified. And sufficient backups sure. on the bench. I mean, right now we cannot figure out whether right. Corey or Bofo should play. So I think just to be clear, when I say Colorado, uh, 
what I meant by so like looking back at Colorado season, I followed Colorado probably way more than I should last year, mm. just because you know it's you can't, fun. You can't look away. Flyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I. To be clear, they had some talent issues, especially defensively and especially in goalie. Like straight up, had some dudes who weren't ready to play at that level. Let's acknowledge that. Right. But I think their primary issue was leadership. Yeah. Um, I think Freddie's done an outstanding job. Yes. I, I think over the course of an entire season, though, that begins to crumble a little bit. I think now you're the dude. Like, well, why? What, what be, makes because, you think that? Because did you see he, evidence of that? Because late last he year. got to be the guy that just kind of picks it up where it was left off, and nothing's really his fault or his responsibility. And and whatever he makes of the situation is a win, right? Now all of a sudden the buck stops at your desk. Every decision is your decision. Yes, you're not the guy that's picked things up. True, but you're assuming. Uh, see, I see Freddie as a high character guy. He's soft spoken. Mm-hmm. He's pretty quiet. He's pretty calm. But he's not like a Jeff Kassar. Like Jeff Kassar, I remember. I remember talking to you like literally the day of the Jeff Kassar interview when he was being introduced, and I'm like, oh. Dude, this guy has about as much character as like my Budweiser can, like the throwback, right? Mm-hmm. Freddie strikes me like a kind of guy who has, he's calm, cool, collected, because he feels confident and he seems to have the respect of people. I see Freddie as a high character guy. If Freddie's our coach next year, mm-hmm. I don't see that as a problem. I just, I really don't. Right. I I you know I, I disagree with a lot of the stuff he does. Right, I think some of his tactics concern me. Or, I think his tactics are good, but like his inability to make substitution patterns. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's some, and, there's and some personnel there. Personnel choices. Absolutely. Comes, yeah. Um. Anyway, it, it it's. I feel like RSL kind of managed to ignore the chaos that was happening off the field this last year. Yeah. I think that finally catches up to us. And we don't know what's going to happen next year. We also have no idea what's going to happen next yeah. year. For all we know is we signed Messi. Probably not, but you never know. I'm gonna if, if I was a betting man, and mm-hmm. I am, I'm going to bet on that not happening. Anyways, True. let's True. proceed. Um, I mean, I, you know, you kind of alluded to it already uh, in this in this uh, ESPN 700 interview. Uh, Kyle Beckerman kind of ends up being brought up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess Kyle isn't really sure of what he wants to do is how Deloitte made it sound. It, it sounds like after this early December deadline and we have all these key pieces in place, uh, they're going to approach him and his uh, agents and kind of figure that out. Um, it Kyle coming back in 2020 doesn't sound like a Wait, sure thing. Well, well, did he say about 2020? Because I think Kyle's contract goes through 2020. Is he talking about post Is it, is it an option? No, no, no. He was definitely talking for the next year. Got it. Uh, it might be an option year. I'm not entirely sure of how Kyle's contract is. I think in this might have been year two of a two year deal. Because remember him and him and him Nick, and Nick had the him same, and Nick had the same yep. regimen, and I think they both got two year deals. I thought Kyle Beckerman looked good last year. Now speaking of okay, you you want to risk being in Colorado next year? We lose Kyle Beckerman and Nick Romando. Yeah, on the it, same year. It's a it's a pretty serious blow to leadership, and I think it depends on what Kyle wants to do. You know, next, like based I, on I, this performances last year, I personally hope Kyle wants to come back and play one more year. Yeah, I, I think he looked really, really good next to Everton. Those two dudes seem to have that whole defensive responsibility. Yeah. 
figured I thought out. He looked better last year than like two years ago. He's Kyle, seen, yeah, yeah. I think he got a little step in him. Um, you know, I, I. This isn't the kind of episode that I think we should get into like the tactics of 2020. Right. If Kyle's getting 90 minutes a game, though, things have gone horribly wrong. Yeah, especially uh, if you're extending for like a year, you're probably extending him in part to like help you with the leadership and right, bring right. some other some I, the other. I would go so far as to say that if Kyle Beckerman's your starter, things aren't going the way they're supposed to. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I'd, I'd here's how I'd love to see Kyle's role if he chooses to come back next year. Um, kind of like a we're up a goal, maybe two. Let's lock it down. He's your defensive sub for one of the wings. If we continue to play the same position no, we currently play, no, I think he looked he looked too, too good last year. I, I know I know where you're going. I think he looked too good last year to to do that. It's not even a matter of like doing it to him. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, let let's just see how what he looks like. I, I would. Right, if he's great with current form, Kyle and no new signings, I'm starting Kyle Beckerman next. Well, you got to you got to remember, uh, boy with the broken foot, Beasler. Still yeah. on the team, like dude, dude looked good next to everything yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, Beasley you know, in general looked good. Yeah, when he wasn't playing a center back. Yeah, when he was in the defensive midfield, he looked fantastic. And then there's Kellen Rowe. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's face it; he was always brought in to be like a. I think we just got him like for like a, no money, so yeah, it was like it, it was just made sense. A good sub you can bring in a skilled, mm-hmm. established player, and you you know. Right. Anyways, all right. Next topic. Um, I, I mean. You know, the expansion draft was today. Yeah. No RSL dudes were selected, thankfully. It's, uh, you know, we always make too big of a deal out of the expansion draft. Dude, if you LAFC, you pissed. They got, uh, Lee Wynn got taken. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, also. They, they didn't protect Lee Wynn? No, because you got to, you know. I mean, we can get into the protected list. No, I don't. I don't want to get into the protected list. No, and here's the thing. Like, so I was looking through like the protected lists and and rosters, and this whole like playing your kids homegrown, like a bunch of under twenty five year old kids that you've known since they were teenagers thing, has its perks because we had a bunch of dudes automatically automatically protected. protected. Uh, LAFC didn't have that luxury, so it's like, what are you gonna leave Latif Blessing up for up for grabs? Like there's a, there's a come. Well, I think DP is also automatically protected. They are not. Oh really? Huh. No. So but I think th- the homegrowns are automatically protected, but they take one of your spots. No, no. Oh really? No. It, there's like so they must have changed something. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of weird. Like it didn't because some of our homegrowns weren't protected. Like in 2017, whatever yeah, the, the last, last expansion yeah. uh, draft Couple was. Of years ago. Um, so yeah, we had a bunch of dudes automatically protected. We essentially protected our starting eleven plus some, and like the biggest name on our un- on our unprotected list that I think we would have felt to recognize would have been Plata, Plata or Ro. Um, you know, not to take away from Pablo or and some of the other guys, but they didn't take Plata. They no no they didn't pick a Plata. They only had like two picks each though, right? Five or... five picks each, and you couldn't pick from the same team twice. Oh yeah. And then there's the whole, like, a bunch of dudes got picked and then, like, you know, a bunch of teams traded Tam and yeah, Gam and yeah. uh, Allocation and, uh, you know, guys that were picked were passed on and all kinds of stuff. I still don't understand the expansion draft. I think it's the stupidest thing I've – I love a lot of things about the MLS. I've praised the MLS, especially with the playoff format over the last year. The expansion draft makes no freaking sense to me. None. You want a team? Awesome. Right, go get a team. Yeah, go get a team. Right, go start some, sign some players. There's free agency. You know, go go get them that way. 
I have, yeah, sure. you, you can literally spend years. Who knows what it took LAFC to get Lee Win there? That was a key piece for them. He he was a sub for them, but yeah, a pretty key, key one. like a yeah. key one. He, yeah, he, he he was first guy off the bench. He was he wasn't to. you know he started plenty. He started I think both games against us last year because homie was what's his face was hurt. Um, Vela? No, uh, Rossi I think. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. Uh, so I just know he started. So he, he's a really good player. He's been a long player for long. He's been really good. So we don't know what they had to give up to get him there. And now, uh, anyways, okay. Sure. Don't get me. I'm not going to cry on behalf of LAFC. I'm right. glad they yeah. lost some talent. I'm just going to read, read it real quick. Inter Miami uh, got the left back Sweat, I think, from NYCFC. Powell from uh, FC Cincinnati. Right back Lee Wynn, midfielder from LAFC. Uh, uh, Midfielder from Columbus Crew, Argudo. Uh, and then uh, Brian Meredith, the goalkeeper from Seattle Sounders, I think like a reserve keeper. Uh, Nashville, uh, Abu Danladi, forward from Minnesota United. Valentin from uh, Portland Timbers. Uh, Vasquez from Atlanta United. Wait, who? So um, Brandon uh, Vasquez from Atlanta United. And then uh, Jimmy Madronda. Uh, left back slash midfielder from SKC. So, you know, it's most of these guys probably won't be like, I mean, Lee wins probably the exception, won't be regu- regular heavy hitters, but good moves nonetheless for each of these respective clubs. All I know is RSL didn't get didn't get touched, so we are good to go on that front. Um, I mean, I don't really know how much else there is to talk about. I kind of feel like we uh, we blasted through the all the heavy news. I think tomorrow we, we find out all kinds of interesting information. Hopefully. Um, you know, see who comes back, who doesn't come back. I think that's in the next few weeks. What players we add, subtract. You know, what happens with Bofo? Uh, does he come, Does he stay? Does he leave? How much do you think what happens with Bofo depends on who the head coach is? I, I mean, I think... So he did an interview with... Uh, Alex Vehar, uh, with from the Salt Lake Tribune, who was actually pretty insightful, and I think the dude's like straight up just like, "Hey guys, I want to stay here." The way he made it sound, "I want to stay here. I'm from here. My wife's from here. Our families are here. I like this club. You just like just match my highest offer," which yeah. I respect. I get that. You know, he's he's trying to get paid, and ultimately, we all. I mean, top athletes have like two, three contracts in their whole careers, so... Right. It's, you know, he's he's trying to do what he's got to do for himself, and I get that, and I, I think he, you know, he has a perceived value there. Um, you know, that perception being the perception he has of himself, obviously. Uh, oh, I like the kid. I think he brings a lot to the attack. I, I think he's, he's ready to be a regular starter. Um you know, I think some of his shot selection a little suspect, but I think that comes with time. Um, I have no problem with his shot selection. At least he's trying. My biggest frustration with RSL this year, well, there have been a few, but the biggest one was he don't shoot. No, he, I, took, I some, think, he took some dumb shots, man. Well, of course, but he also made some crazy goals over the last couple of I years. I think he like two this year. What I would say is this. If we let Bofo go... It will be the same thing that happened to Toronto when they let Plata go. Remember Plata when he first joined? Yeah, he wasn't a big fan of Toronto. I think... Like being in Toronto. Yeah, two goals, four assists this year. Right, but very limited time. Not that limited. Pretty limited, and he wasn't favored. And whenever he was on, 
always thought he when he was on he was better than Corey Baird. Corey Baird had that one crazy game, but that's about it. I would say, and I've said this before, Bofo has DP level talent. He's not yet a DP level player because it takes more than just talent to be a DP level player in this league. But I think Bofo has DP level talent, and it would be stupid to release him. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's like release. I think it's you know, homies, uh, like contract is up, and I think they're trying to yeah. get him to sign a new one. Um, I mean, twenty six games played, one thousand one hundred eighty nine minutes this this year. Like he's had some opportunity. A lot of that was as a sub, but he's had right. some starts. Most of it was as a sub, yeah. Um, and I thought whenever he was on, he was good. Always like both on. Yeah, I don't. Here's the Must thing. win I don't, game, Corey Obofo. Who do you start? I'm not doing this. It's so, so ass. Must win no, game. I need to know Corey who the other Obofo. 10 guys are. And it might not be Corey or Bofo. There are situations. Really? Where, okay. Give yeah. me give me a situation where neither is Corey or Bofo. Rushnak. The way we played for like a third of the year last year. Rushnak on the wing, the mirror and attack. Sam up top. Jefferson on the right. We That's played that a ton. That's why we didn't win the damn thing. Yeah, okay. We're like the. F- well, sixth. We were sixth last year. That's not that bad. There were a lot fewer teams it's above not, us. No, there's no sixth place trophies. No, but there's no second place trophies. Correct. Right. So, like, if you're like, ultimately, there's one team that it likes how things ended. We weren't that one team well, this year. Three teams won trophies last year. You're, well, I mean, okay, you want to get real technical with it? U.S. Open Cup, Canada Cup. Sporter no. Shield. Yeah, That's a Canada, thing. Canada Cup is not an MLS thing. No, but it gets you to CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah, but we don't we don't have a shot at the Canada Cup. The Campeones thing, the 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 Tigris, what was that? The Liga the, the, Mex. The, the, little, the little tournament that doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever that one does ended up being called. Nah, man. Like I love me some Bofo. I, I'm not trying to sit here. I like I don't like Bofo. I just don't think, you know. I like Bofo. I think Bofo should start. We should re-sign him. We right. should actually spend a lot of money on him. Last thing we want to talk about real quick. Really? All-Star game. Yeah. New format. Yeah. Coming to LAFC this year. This coming year. I don't year. care where they're coming, man, but MLS All-Stars, mm-hmm. sounds like, versus, versus La Liga. I mean, not La Liga. <laughs> Liga MX. All-Stars. All-Stars. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I've been... Everything short of praying for this for years. Mm-hmm. I prefer East versus West, but this is you a close second. You would not. This is a close second. I, I would not give two shits about East versus West. I think I'd watch I, East versus I would West. Give, I would care less about East versus West than I care currently about the MLS All-Stars versus a European club. See, that I'm done with. I don't. I can't stand watching And that. I would care less about East versus West. Who really? cares? Are there, are, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Are there Western Conference fans? No, of course not. Okay, when was the last time you saw an Eastern Conference scarf? I mean, I'm sure it exists. I'm hoping probably it doesn't, some but it back, probably does. Probably does from back when it used to be East versus the, West. There's probably yeah. I wouldn't. I would. I would think East versus West would be. It, it's same thing as like the All Star Game. The in in like the NBA. Like who cares? No one cares, man. People tune in for the show a little bit. That's yes, about it. That's it. It's supposed to be a show. It's an all-star game. Mexico, U.S., I will tune in every single time. I don't care if it's under 17s, 19s, 21s, women, men, national teams, um, 
The only time I'm I turn, it's not the, made o- up the of only Mexican the only time ta- that's not the point. The only time I tune in for Champions League games when RSL is not involved is U.S. versus Mexico teams, which just happens to be a lot. Okay, I couldn't care less about East versus West. MLS All Stars uh-huh. versus Liga MS MX, MX. All Stars. Oh yeah, I'm gonna travel for that. Mm, I don't know. If, I, I, I'm not gonna travel I, for this one this year because it's ridiculous. But I would travel for that. That is it, that cool. is the pinnacle. It right. doesn't get. It, there's nothing better. I, I don't. Pr- I don't know if we have to have an All Star game. Mm-hmm. That is the best we can do. I'm cool with getting rid of it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. Shorten the season by a week. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, make it one less, like, Monday, Wednesday, or, or Saturday, <laughs> right. Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday week. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah I would I would be in that in sure, favor of that. let's pick that first. But, yeah, no, I'm, if we, I think if it's, we it's have okay. To, if we have to have an all-star game, mm-hmm. that's the pinnacle. Uh, I do think the, the interesting trend of, like, tournaments with uh, Liga MX and, and – and, Cups with Liga MX and this All-Star game with Liga MX is actually getting really interesting. Um, I'm kind of wondering what the, you know, big picture there is. Yeah. Uh, Are we back in it? Back in what? In, in like the Copa Campeones Cup or something. The, 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 the UEFA, the, the Euro uh, Cup, like not the top teams, but like the middle teams. Yeah, yeah the same that. tournament. Yeah, I can't think of the name right now. Yeah, but we're back in it, I think. We are, yeah. We're that we qualified for it like way back when. So we will be facing some Mexican opposition probably this summer. So they expanded it. I think the first opponent might actually be an MLS team. So they doubled the size of the tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So there, there, there's that's another, coming. There's another chance of the trophy there. And and if we want to get technical prize money, yeah. Found out it's sponsored. So the reason the final was in Vegas is because it's sponsored by, like, the Vegas Travel Board. Oh. It would be pretty badass to go to a final in Vegas. Yeah, I'd go to that. Six-hour drive, why not? Yeah. Watch some uh, footy. Uh, I don't know where you'd watch footy, but you could watch some footy. They have, they have stadiums. I'm sure they have a stadium. No, oh, man, they have that. By next summer, they should have that football stadium. I don't want to play. I ref- if it's The only thing that will keep me from going is if it's played in a football stadium. Yeah, I don't think they would put that game in there but that would be that's like a 90 80 something thousand people stadium right it's like a it's two gonna, billion dollar stadium on the strip it's gonna fill like 500 people for that yeah yeah no nah, man it, yeah last year it was two mexican like rsl was out and then we had much more pressing things to deal with yep. like coach is probably I'm, I'm, gonna I'm lose gl- his job i am glad we're in it i'm really excited so just to recap here because we're like an hour in and that, that's long enough i'm very excited to see what happens this off season i think our long-term future is going to be determined over the next few weeks. Uh, a GM, a uh, head coach, some of the signings, making internal decisions on, you know, who's our primary goalkeeper. I mean, that, that literally can be a 10-year decision. No, not saying we can't change our minds and those things, but sure. every time we change our minds when we're while, while we're already in it, it, it hurts. It, you know, we have to pivot. So I'm really excited and looking forward to what happens there. I honestly think for the long term, and by long term, I mean three to four years, three to five years, um, future of the club, what Kyle Beckerman does this offseason, it will not impact it. Right. It will have an impact for next year. I would love to see the guy back. 
I think um, most of our defense stays intact, most of our midfield, most of our key players stay intact, and as a result, I don't see us, I don't see us sucking next year. I would have no problem with Freddie being back. Um, other than, I think you'll get that. Other than I would hate to not see Bofo start. I think Bofo should be starting. I don't see big signings coming this offseason. No. I, I, j- no. I just don't. Like, I can see the, some crazy moves like Danny Acosta mm. comes back. Sure. Deloitte did allude to, in the interview, he alluded to, uh, he called it pulling a Seattle or something. That whole, like, big, you know, you don't have to have everything figured out right now. Yeah. But that also. Some cap space. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. really hoping that that isn't just him trying to buy himself some time. There's actually a plan for the summer transfer window and yeah. high impact sign that carries us like that all of a sudden changes the whole dynamic. I, I know we spent the whole episode of me defending Deloitte. Yeah. I have no problem Deloitte being competitive and passionate and, mm-hmm. and wanting to get in there and, and crack some skulls. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I mean, we have to, he has to figure out what the right approach is. He needs a GM. That's like, he needs a GM with really thick skin. That's what he needs. A GM. Who's like, uh, it's just Deloitte talking again. Oh, yeah, I think you and I disagree there. I think he needs a GM that isn't afraid to push back on him and tell him to get the right, fuck out of the Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, not thick skin. Thick skin implies you just, like, take it and, like, deal with no, it. No, no, no. No, it doesn't apply that to me at all because you, uh, you can't tell him to shut the fuck up and get out of room. It's literally his club and his room. And, and he's his money. signing your checks, right? So yeah. you can't say that. But you cannot get pissed off to the point where you say that to him, but you say it to him without saying that to him, and right. that's what yeah, requires yeah. thick skin. Like, you don't react or overreact or anything like that. Money's Having okay. said that, it's almost like a judo trick you have to do. You have to use his energy, not against him, but, like, in our favor. Re- redirect it. Redirect it in the positive that's, direction. That's a great thing. Go figure out safe standing. <laughs> yeah. And then just send him off on that for three months, and he'll right. come back in three months. Like, all right, <laughs> now we need to. And like, all right, awesome. And you just direct him in another direction. Like, right. You know, and he's gone for another Remember three Remember when months. we used to have the biggest screen for like three months? What? Yeah, yeah. what happened to that? Let's get that back. Yeah. It really was like three months. <laughs> LA, LA Galaxy. Have you, you, we've been to that. You've been to that stadium, yeah. right? Yeah. Holy cow, that's a big screen. It's a big old TV. It's a, I mean, th- their screen literally takes up like, the entire yeah. side of the stadium. Right. And depending on how you much. define screen now, like Atlanta United has the thing that like wraps around yeah. the stadium. I don't know if that's a TV, but... It's too much, man. I, I think that, that that south end screen mm. we have... It's, it's just right. Yeah, it's just almost too big. I, mean, I still yeah. remember the first the two or ads. three games. Right. Two th- first two or three games in the stadium... I watched the screen more than the game. Right. The the <laughs> like the things on the perimeter help. Like the actual like ad, it does you now. Know, yeah. Like yeah. it's not all just the game. Yeah. But yeah. like, do you ever like look back at the North <laughs> scoreboard and just like remember yeah. like like watching replays on that thing? You could, you could literally be standing in front of the North scoreboard and look at it, and then just look across the stadium and see it better. Right. On the what a hundred and twenty yards end. away. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was great. Uh, just because I need to say this, just so people know, League's Cup is what it's called, the the cup we were talking about. We knew that. Philadelphia Union, Toronto FC, DC United, New York Red Bulls, Real Salt Lake, Minnesota United, LA Galaxy, Portland Timbers. Not bad company. Mexican the US, t- who's coming up? No, no not decided yet. They haven't qualified yet. Oh, that's right, because they had mm-hmm. that stupid... Uh, 2019 Apertura, 2020 Clausura, 
2019-20 Copa MX Champion, first aggregate table, second aggregate table, third aggregate table, fourth aggregate table, and fifth aggregate table. And we think MLS is complicated. Hey. Hey, maybe at this point, at this pace, since they seem to be so willing to play ball with us, maybe we'll move, move the Champions League to a time and place sure, where it actually right. makes sense for us. Yeah. RSL Nation, I think we're ready to wrap up. It's wrap been it a up. pleasure. It's been a while. We really try to keep this short. I think we have cut every segment short, uh, as short as possible. Yeah, we just haven't been back in a hot minute. And um, it's been a pleasure. Thank right. you so much for listening, and I hope you have yourself a good evening. We'll be back next week.